Hi, I'm Christian Brindle with Christian Brindle Insurance Services. And I'm Glenn Shelton with Lead Heroes and Hire Heroes. And this is Taco, Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. This is a show all about growing your business as an insurance agent and bringing you up-to-date marketing trends. We have great guests. We have sales experts. We'll talk about all things pertaining to senior insurance and other lines of insurance. We're trying to help you grow your business and we are excited that you are here to watch our content. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to like the episode, subscribe to any platform that you enjoy to listen on, make sure to leave a five-star review if it allows it, and we'll see you on the episode. We'll see you in there. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. I'm joined by with my co-host Glenjamin Shelton, and um, I'm Christian Brindle. Hope you guys are doing good. I need to jump in here really fast and discuss the basketball shooting that happened <laughs> in the group yesterday, guys. That first of all, I want to mention that's a double rim at that park. <laughs> so Christian's already talking about his up and coming live where he's gonna have a true response to the challenge that I gave him. Clap it, sound, it, it sounds like a really soft rim. I wouldn't be surprised. It might not even be regulation. The rim might end up being like this bit. It's like a it, beach ball could go through that you, rim. You, 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 ever, you ever see like um, like in Mexico, you know, poor, poor <laughs> neighborhoods, they have like yeah. a literal basket. There's like, yeah. like an actual like wooden, like, you know, basket. And they throw the ball into that. That's what I'm going to be shooting into. That would be a, that would be freaking <laughs> hilarious. You're just like, yeah, ten out of ten. Look at this. I'm not even looking. Um, granny shotting it. I do want to say it wasn't my best performance. I'll go <laughs> on the record saying that. I think I'm normally. I was telling Christian before we started recording here. I'm probably about a thirty percent shooter on my average. Um, and I had. Warmed up quite a bit. I don't know, maybe maybe a little camera shy. You know, it's a little a little performance anxiety, you guys. But hey, one out of ten. That that still might win though. I'm still well, I well, I still like odds on one out of ten. You, you know what they you. so so you know what they always say about you know there there's players that shoot forty percent in the regular season, and then when they get to the playoffs, the lights get brighter, right? People are watching and. um the, the pressure kind of gets to them. You know what I mean? They kind of yes, like yeah, tighten up a me. little bit. And, yeah, like... that was me. <laughs> we will Just find out if it's going to be me as well. Um, what we'll if we tie? Out. What happens if you go one out of 10? <laughs> on your then, three points. Well, then, then, then we're both, then we both suck. You know, it's just. Do we go, do we go into uh, an overtime round? <laughs> Best yeah. of three. <laughs> the trilogy. I fly out to, I fly out to Salt Lake to end this. <laughs> we're ending this now we do a game of horse except for it's like the word is like medicare supplement or something <laughs> like it's like really long it's like a 13 letter phrase <laughs> i have med sup and <laughs> christian has medicare <laughs> to see how far this goes so we have a topic today we do that, so, an important one so wasn't the last taco tuesday that aired but it was one that aired roughly about four weeks ago you know about a month ago and it seemed like it led to it was like a domino effect 
of events, right? It kind of rocked the industry a little bit, you know, in terms of um, just the 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 divide of opinions that I saw on it. Um, I I'd love to kind of get your perspective, right? Because like the way I was looking at it was, I was in this, I was in this the eye of the storm. You know, I felt like all the attention of this was on me, and. I felt like you were like watching from the side, right? Like, I definitely was. And, and so I, I, I'd love to kind of hear your perspective of what you felt like things were go, what, what was going on. Yeah. Like just, just any commentary well, that you have, I'd love to, I'd be fascinated if, to if hear. If we it. really, so if we really roll this back, I think one of the most interesting parts of the whole story to me is we, we recorded this episode before there was really any chatter about any of it. Yes. It, it wasn't, I didn't see it being posted. I didn't see comments about, you know, new CMS compliance or Nahu or Nabip. Like none of this was being discussed. We happened to record this episode, you guys, of Taco Tuesday talking about all of this. And within like a 24, 48 hour period afterwards, it just started getting discussed. And I don't know what, like, I don't know what the genesis of that was. I don't know why it started to get talked about in all the groups you know, comments left, right, and sideways, but the timing was just kind of serendipitous. And then we decided to release the episode that we had recorded a couple of days earlier. So if you haven't seen it, you guys, you might, before you continue watching this episode, you might want to go back because <laughs> this whole episode is really about that first episode that we recorded in January. We'll, we'll link um, it. We'll link it in the description. Yeah, we'll link it. Yeah. So you guys can check that out. But so my viewpoint, though, as this whole thing kind of unraveled, um, I guess, I guess like the the two different viewpoints that I saw that, and and there was some nuance. I don't want to say there wasn't some other like nuanced viewpoints that were more of an in between or more of a moderate, right? But there was the agents who felt like they've been alienated, the agents who they didn't feel like they were being represented by Nahu or Nabib. Um, that they weren't being communicated with by Nahu Nabip and that they felt like CMS was overreaching and that they really couldn't do anything about it. Like that was like kind of the one strong viewpoint. And that was kind of the viewpoint that Christian and I discussed uh, in great detail in our first episode. Um, and, and we mentioned this on our first episode too, is we invited and, and the invitation still stands too. Like we would love to have someone from Nahu or Nabip on the show so we could talk about this. So we can further this whole conversation with agents. Because that's, again, that's kind of the whole point. That's the reason we're doing this. Is like We want to have the conversation that agents are either interested in having or haven't had yet. So that invitation still stands. But the other viewpoint that really came out strongly after this first episode, there were the people that were definitely more involved at the quote-unquote, and I saw this mentioned several times, legislative level which um, that whole thing was kind of, I'm like, legislative level? I'm like, are you in Congress? I'm like, you know, are, do we have like insurance agents in Congress that are representing us? I, I have a lot of questions that I would love to ask someone in the Nahu Nabip arena around how the process works because I saw definitely some things from this other viewpoint of people who were involved in the Nahu Nabip arena or Nabip arena that they acted like there were things that were done in a very specific manner. And again, this wasn't just one person. There were several people who did come forward who acted like they could see behind the scenes, that they knew what was going on at Nahu Nabip, that 
they were trying as hard as they can to represent the average agent that they wanted to try to help make changes. Um, and they were talking about how difficult it was and how much work goes into it that we don't see. The average agent doesn't see. It. And I'm not negating that at all. It very well, there's probably people full time. That's that's all they do. There's literally probably NABIP, NAHU representatives. And that's that's literally all they do is they're trying to work with the government, with CMS. Um, but I just think there needs to be more clarity. And I'd love to help offer more clarity if we could get someone on the show. I think that'd be one of the best ways to do it, someone from Nahunabit. But I'll kind of end that point there, though. So these those were kind of the two strong opinions from both parties. It was very much so about like a Republican-Democrat kind of this head-to-head, like, you know, I'm not being represented Nahunabip sucks. And then there was the people from Nahunabip or the people who worked with Nahunabip. And they were like, man, you guys have no idea what's going on. Uh, we're working so hard behind the scenes. So that was like the clash that exploded from that previous episode in the group, in the comment sections. You know, so yeah, I'm curious kind of what your thoughts were on, on how the whole thing unraveled, though. I'm going to be careful and choose my words <laughs> carefully on this episode, probably more carefully than I did in the previous one. Um, I think it's, it definitely started, we were filming this video, we're having this conversation, and I went off the deep end and threw out something crazy, um, <laughs> as I've been known to do. I, I don't think it wasn't a good point in terms of like asking the question. I, I stand by that. Right. Um, 100% I do too. And and one it, thing... Still, I, it still needs to be... This question should still be being asked and it should still be being discussed as, you know, as frivolous as some people might think it is. Like it, it should... The, the conversation needs to continue, which is why yes. we're, we're doing a part two. 100%. I think the conversation... Yeah. And, and I, I, I think that... That is proven by the number of people that I saw publicly come out and also privately reach out to me to basically be like, I am feeling the same way that you talked that you talked about. You know, I'm feeling yeah. that same way. I've had that same kind of like questions. Lots of, lots of comments and messages saying exactly that. Yeah. Absolutely. I, mean, I think you hit it right on the head. It was very much like a political or like a religious debate yeah, almost like the, really the commitment was. to the aside and and to me I, I wasn't i wasn't even ever really putting that out there to you know disparage nahu or nabib i wasn't trying to do that i was just more like i'm asking i'm, I'm i think a lot of people have this question and maybe i'm the one that's not afraid to ask it but um so kind of fast forward to that Right. I start getting attacked and um, I get baited into, for lack of a better word, into really kind of like publicly having this brawl. Um, right. And um, for a second there, you know, it was it went on. I mean, it, there was probably multiple days where like I'm not not growing my company. I'm not like I'm in this like arena, you know, publicly. And I, I'm I felt like I felt like a um, coliseum. I felt You're like a I was gladiator. A, I felt like I was a gladiator in the Coliseum. And I think 
like the 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 whole online Facebook social media world, they were all watching like what was going on. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it got pretty ugly there for a second. There was a lot of personal attacks back and forth between myself and the individual that um, I've had an ongoing feud with for many years. Um, ton of people on my side seemed like she I had do. some people on hers. I, um, how do you feel? Here's a question for how do you feel things and at, at once once you got to the other side of all this and the public discourse again we saw these two sides fighting right mm-hmm. wasn't just you versus one person even if that was going on I, there there was a lot of people from both sides jumping in how yeah. do you feel like it ended though and where like in where the conversation is now. Yeah. compared to where it was when you were in the middle of it. So so to answer that, let me first start off but what I feel like started it because I think that's relevant, right? I think it's it's helpful to kind of explain that ending and where it is at currently to talk about how I feel right. like it started. Um, yeah. without going into too much detail, you posted the video that we made the yes. first one in a Facebook group. Yes. that will remain nameless. Um, that is not mine is not yours. And, um, kind of, I call it, I call it third party, you know, battleground of sorts. Neutral. Neutral neutral zone. Neutral zone. And, um, there was a comment left on your video that was to me very defamatory. Um, not rep, not, not representative of what we really discussed on the video. It wasn't, it was that the last part specific. It wasn't an accurate. The comment was summarizing our video and it wasn't an accurate representation of the video as a whole. They cherry picked what we had said to line up with their angle, their viewpoint, mm-hmm. which and, is easy to do. And and cherry picked parts of it. Other parts of it, I felt like were just not even things we talked about, you know, like, yeah. I just I and 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 that's kind of what baited me in. Now, what I did well, from there is I probably took it from four or five to nine or ten, and I escalated the situation. Which I will own that I was the I was the I was the person in the wrong at that point. I sh- what I should have done was responded and addressed the points on that comment and left it at that. What I did was. I took screenshots of it, took it into seven figure Medicare agent where this person is not, could not defend themselves. And I, I, I just lit it up, lit it up. And, um, that's kind of what exploded and escalated the situation. So I'll take ownership for that. Um, I felt like the comment was out of line to start with. I felt like the comment was, uh, had an agenda. Um, I felt like the comment was, oh, was wanting agenda. to make me look bad that's that's what it was that's what it was trying to do um but do it in a way without making it look like that you know like getting a getting a pigeon and putting a a a beak on it and saying it's a duck you know that's kind of what it was and um it just kind of escalated into back and forth shots i was getting a ton of heat from from agents in this person's camp a ton um i i call it i was almost canceled for a few days and um (laughs) And and it just got to the point where like I'm like I don't have time for this. This doesn't help CBIS. Are, are you in the matrix right now? Are you in the matrix? Are you I'm being like, hunted? 
I've been hunted by um by agents, but yeah, um, by agents. I just watched the Matrix the other day. It's great. Um, the the first one. That, that's that's the one I watched. But 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 anyway, so this kind of back and forth goes on. You know, it's 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 very very um publicly seen, very public, getting very ugly. Um, almost every person I've ever known in the industry reached out to me, either to applaud me for what I was saying or to read me out and be like, you're being a douchebag, whatever the case might be. It was very split down the middle. And um, I just was like, this isn't worth my time. This isn't worth my aggravation. So I I privately reached out to this person. I, this, I've never said this publicly. I privately reached out to this person to be like, hey, let's talk. I will say, I'm sorry for what I said about you. Um, let's try to put this to bed. And the response I got back was like, you know, I, I don't, I have no interest in putting it to bed. I have no interest in making up with you. I have no interest. In I didn't, any of this. I didn't even know you got a response. I had, I knew you had reached out saying that you wanted to apologize and move on. I didn't know that there was ever a response. So that's actually new information to me. And I'll say this publicly too. I, I might get heat for this. Like this might be the section of the video that. I get the heat from, whereas the last one was this comments at the end. I reached out not because I want to be friends, not because I want to collaborate, not because I want to do anything like that. I Because I'm sick of the bullshit and I can just put on a face, say sorry, and go my separate way. It's not because I, not because I want to be buddy-buddy. I do not. Um, and so some people might say see that and be like, because then after that, I put up a, a public apology and just ended the whole thing. Got a lot of positive feedback from that. I think people kind of looked at me as the bigger person. Um, and I'm happy think, to be the bigger person. But I, I think you can have disagreements and you can have, you know, flare ups. You can have arguments and you don't have to be friends, but you can still you can still move past it. and You can still say sorry. And you can have yeah. that conversation. So I am disappointed, if I'm being honest. I'm disappointed that this person chose not to engage. Because I do think you were being genuine in that sense. You know, it's not it's not that you were trying to, you know, rekindle some type of old friendship. But it was just like, hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Let's move on. Here's the problem, guys, with this whole situation is, it took away, in my opinion, from what we were the whole the whole point of what we were doing. Right? This came, this turned into like this this feud, both Christian and this person, but then also kind of the sides fighting each other too. Yeah. When the reality is, we're supposed to all be fighting CMS. We're supposed to be all together on this, united, trying to take down these rules that in my opinion, aren't always designed in a way to protect beneficiaries or to help agents uh, stay safe when helping beneficiaries. Um, so, but, so to, to, to kind of fast forward, so you get to the end of this, where do you think things sit right now yes. in yeah. this whole conversation now that this whole thing's been said? I don't really see it talked about right now. I feel like it's already... People are already kind of like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. not. I, it happened. I, I don't care anymore. That's kind of what I feel like is going on. Yeah, I, th I think, I think once I put up my public apology, that just ended it. Like it ended the situation right there, um, and the conflict. I think it just, it just completely put it all to the backside. Um, 
and that's 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 fine by me. You know, I don't have the time to be spend. You know, I'm 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 probably I mean I'm probably the highest paid troll in the industry if I did. You know, um, <laughs> and so it's it's just one of those things where like right now that's where it's at. You know, like I'm sure there's still a lot of people that feel both these different ways, but it's more just like the conversation has ended. I think that's where we're at right now. Um, there's still a possibility of the rules going to be passed. You know, I actually talked yes. to somebody yesterday who's pretty plugged in, um, somebody that you and I both know very well. Yeah. Um, and you, I'm sure you know who it is because it's someone I told you I was talking to yesterday. Yeah. Um, but, and they, and they said, he thought it was a 90% chance that all the rules are going to go pat through and they're going to pass. Yeah. Um, so it's really just a matter of like, well, we got to, we got to wait and see what the rules are actually going to be. But I really think what my message to agents is right now is plan, prepare and plan as if they're going to go through and figure out ways to adjust and adapt your business. Yeah, um, let's talk about, let's talk about last year when yeah. we were in this spot and again, Everyone, you know, there's some stuff from Nahoo, right? And it's like, we're going to make the changes. Like, assume all these rules that have already been um, suggested are going to going to pass. Because last year, I saw so many of agents, they were like, I'm just going to wait. And then they waited till like the day before AAP. And they're like, I've got to record my calls. How do I record my calls? And it's like, what the hell? Like, how how are you just now trying to figure this out? This has been talked about for eight months. And and you waited till the day before AAP to take this seriously. So yeah. I would I would assume now um, and on the same wavelength of what Christian just said, I've talked to several people very much so in the know, some very high ranking people in the compliance Medicare world, and I heard the exact same thing since this last part one video we did, um, discussing it with these individuals, and the information that I got back was almost exactly what Christian said is plan on this all passing. The 10% is like, how are they going to define certain terminology and how they define some of these, these terms is really going to be how the compliance could potentially get enforced. Um, there's, there's a couple of points I want to make here. One, um, one thing that came from this conversation when we're talking about the rules that changed last year this individual who's very high in, in the compliance Medicare world said that they were not aware of a single entity that got terminated for compliance-related issues when last year's changes were made. So um, I still have this big question that I would love for CMS to answer is how is the enforcement actually going to happen? You know, you can talk about the rules every single year. You can change the rules every single year. You can make them more strict. You can make them more lenient. But if you're not enforcing the rules, it's almost completely irrelevant to create the rules, in in my opinion. So I would love for CMS to answer that. They are doing an agent summit in D.C. I don't know if you saw that. I thought it'd I be did. really interesting to go. Um, but I would love to understand how they plan on actually enforcing these rules, because from from what I've heard and seen, it seems like there's been almost zero enforcement of these rules that they've created. Um, but yeah, I Man, I, there, there's I have a couple other points, but it kind of changes the direction of of the conversation. I'm just curious what else you would have to say about the the rules as they've been suggested so far by CMS. Yeah, I think um, the one part of the rule I heard that has a 
good chance to not pass is the 48 hour rule. Yes. I heard the same thing. Um, I think, I think that's just so early to know exactly what to expect. Um, it's like, I think the, what in terms of enforcement, like you were talking about the one, the one part of it that was proposed that if it did pass, how they would enforce it, I have no idea was the, the third party TPMO part, part of it. You know, you couldn't essentially what the rule stated from my understanding was the proposed rule was you can't buy leads from lead vendors anymore, right. which is such a extreme asinine thing. I think that was like right. the only part of it that was like, what, you know, the rest of it, I'm like, okay, I will make a small tweak to my process internally for my company and we'll be just fine. We'll cruise. Um, but that in particular was like, and don't get me wrong, we generate a lot of our own leads. Like if I couldn't buy a lead tomorrow from a, v- a vendor, it would be an inconvenience, but I could continue to grow. Um, because right. I still, you know, we buy leads from you guys. You know, we do well, a lot of business with you guys. Did, we do business with some others. Did you see on this topic, did you see there's another lead vendor that we both know that commented about this and he said, oh, said it was a he. Ah. Uh, this person, uh, <laughs> he he said that he believes he could be hired as a 1099 uh, marketer and that the bill for the 1099 would basically be done on a per lead basis. But now they're technically an employee of the entity and they acted like this was a loophole that they had already solved. And I'm like, huh, I'm like, that seems a little too easy, but I don't know. Maybe it really is that simple. Maybe if you get hired as a 1099 marketer instead of just like a, a company transaction, right? Like you're buying mm-hmm. leads from an entity. I don't know. I, I That's one of the ones where it's going to come down to legal definition, I think. Yeah. And um, even if it gets passed as it's written, they might define it a different way than how it sounds. So I'm kind of waiting to pass judgment on on that rule specifically i feel like what i just i i hadn't seen that by the way so off camera you'll have to tell me who that is yeah yeah. um (laughs) i have a couple guesses but um i know i um if like based on the the definition that i just spilled out from my understanding there's no way that that actually is a thing because like one thing that i always tell like new agents with us most agents don't know how to market most don't know how to market. I'll repeat it. Like, so at the beginning, when they're spending money, they buy leads. Right. So we, and, you know, even sometimes bigger agencies, when their own internal lead generation stalls, maybe they buy leads as fillers, right? Maybe they need to right. feed agents. Like, that's us. And so, but like a brand new agent just gets like, just gets contracted, ready to sell, all that stuff. What it, I mean, as as that definition right with no loopholes they can't buy any leads they have to generate all their own leads it severely severely complicates their ability to get started and you know kind of excel so i i just i don't i feel like there's no way no possible way that it it can it would go down exactly like that you know i just it it, it, it does it kind of feeds back to the same theory and idea that we talked about in our previous episode where it almost seems like 
they're trying to eliminate the small agents, the small time brokers. Because if you're someone like eHealth and you own Medicare.com <laughs> and you have a huge inflow of people reaching out to you, a rule like that doesn't affect you at all. It really just takes out competition if you're somebody like eHealth. Now, eHealth also buys a lot of leads, so um, I'm not saying that they wouldn't be affected at all, but it's just a different game for a company that size compared to an independent agent or starting out agent, like you said. Um, you know, before we get too far, I actually have the comment that we had talked about earlier pulled up. And there's a couple of points I just want to touch on because um, I thought a lot about this uh, previously. And I think this would be the best place and time to address some of this. Yeah. Um, so one one thing that was mentioned is that the carriers do not trump CMS. Um, and, and that's obviously true, right? CMS is the government. The insurance carriers are a private organization. And, but, and we never... We well, never said that. We we never we, said previously. We, we, we never said that. Does that? But that, but at the same time, does that mean that the carriers don't have pull or influence into what they do? Like right. That that's that's the other extreme to think that it's naive that the carriers it, have no influence under of, over things. So it, it kind of comes back to: Do you understand how our government actually works in in today's capitalistic society, where lobbyists and private money? is really what's what's cultivating and shaping um, the decision-making at the top, right? So mm -hmm. CMS is the government body. They are the ones in charge. Christian and I never said they weren't. But if you really understand how the government works today, you understand that that private money coming from the lobbyists are going to be a huge factor. not saying that you can't, you can't just buy everything, right? I'm not saying you can just pay a lobbyist and get the rules changed in your favor, but it, it adds a lot of weight. And if there's lobbyists from every single major Medicare company and they're all pulling weight in the same direction because they don't like a rule that CMS created or they're considering, you you better believe that that can have an impact for sure. So yes. that was that was one thing. I don't know if you want to say anything else about that specifically, but I don't feel like we ever said previously that CMS. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, you know, it. Uh, quickly, I'll mention about that. Um, as Glenn said, we never said that. Um, it's as I said before. I felt like that's a prime example of taking something we said. And changing it to say something that we didn't say, right? Changing um, the context, and and I think it's just absolutely ignorant and naive to think that what Glenn said in terms of lobbyists and private money behind the scenes that you don't know about, right? That I don't know about is not happening to influence decisions, because it does in all forms of government. That's literally what a lobbyist is for. That's what they exist for. Um, so let's let's talk let's talk about the literally the next sentence. CMS is carrying out the federal laws that are passed by Congress. So that is like such an oversimplification of <laughs> how this whole process. So so from like a budgetary standpoint, right? That would be a hundred percent accurate factual comment. Like Congress is literally going to vote 
or pass what the budget is for Medicare. And then CMS is essentially executing on what that budget is, right? Yeah. But when we're talking about something like here on Taco Tuesday, and we're talking about something like call recording, or, um, you know, Congress whether, yeah, like you're, you're going to tell me that Congress is legislating over, you know, what can be said or what can't be said on an advertisement or, you know, like, Cong- no, that conversation is not happening. <laughs> That's not happening at Congress at all. That's what CMS is. The, the government body of CMS, they're the ones that are taking care of the, the in-between these rules like that we discussed. That's coming from CMS directly. Um, I thought that was just kind of a wild oversimplification of, of the entire process. Again, I'm not saying I'm an expert in how CMS works, but I know that I know that our Congress, the senators and the House, uh, you know, the the representatives in the House and the senators, I know for a fact that they're not talking about the details of the Medicare rules and they're not voting on that. Um, what do you think? What do you, what do you think, guys? Should we bring back the 48 hour scope of appointment rule like it's in Congress <laughs> and AOC is like. <laughs> She's like, yes, we need <laughs> 48 hours for our seniors to make a decision. She 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 gets on like with her glasses and she's like, my grandmother yeah. was approached by an agent. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never seen that video. They sp- they just spend like two weeks going back and forth over <laughs> these little minute details that CMS wants answers on. Like, like our Congress doesn't have anything else to to talk about. Um, Let's see what else. Um, and then there was a comment about speculation um, that we speculate, and that when we speculate, that's all it is is speculation. Um, yes, this is actually something <laughs> I <laughs> on this this I would like to say yes. I'm actually in full agreement. When Christian and I speculate about something on this show, and we're we're talking about what could happen or what the future might look like. You know, then it's, we're, it's it's such a thing as it um it's, it's such a thing as a entertainment value. Yeah, Fox News, CNN, any other network, if they put something out that's opinionated or you know speculative, that's all it is. A, a sports show, like I I am, so I, I I you know you turn on a sports show, Russell Westbrook I saw today might go to the Clippers. So the first like oh gosh 20 minutes of this sports show that I'm listening to as I'm driving this morning is talking about their speculations on how he would fit with the other players on the team what might potentially happen but yeah that that's kind of speculation because it hasn't happened yet yeah and it, it it is for fun it is for entertainment a lot of the time you know if if I say something like CMS is going to personally eliminate every single independent broker and they're sending the terminator uh <laughs> the, the terminator robot agent uh from patriot insurance group to personally take out every single independent broker that is just <laughs> speculative entertainment fun you guys that's what we're here for so um <laughs> i don't have any i'm actually not arguing any that point yeah further comments yeah there. that's really all on that um and then uh, CMS's job is to protect grandma and grandpa. So absolutely. And and here's here's a point too that like 
we, I, if you actually listen to the first episode, guys, uh, I actually mentioned specifically that I believe the last AP was an improvement because of the rule changes. I specifically said that, that I thought this most recent annual enrollment period was so much better than the last two because these additional rules had been in place. I'm for regulation. There has to be some type of regulation here. I never said I was against all regulation. It's just there's this fine line between too much regulation and not enough. And it seems like CMS is really crossing the line. Um, and so we do want seniors protected. I think Christian would agree with me on this point. I don't think Christian wants all rules and regs pulled off the shelf tomorrow. You know, you don't need a license to sell Medicare, right? <laughs> what, you know, like some wild rule change. Like, I don't think either of us were advocating for that. Um, I don't, I guess, but what are your thoughts on having any rules in place to protect grandma and grandpa? Well, I, I would say to CMS that um, rules are like hearts. They're meant to be broken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, totally, <laughs> I'm totally just kidding. Um, no, happy I, Valentine's I, Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I, I yeah. am in, I'm in full agreement. I'm, I'm in favor of rules and regulation. Um, I do think there is that at the same time, two things can be true. And so I think rules and regulations are needed and important. But at the same time, I think there is such a thing as overreach and rules that don't help anybody. Um, I would argue a scope of appointment form helps no one. Nobody. Um, nobody. And and that was something that was kind of mentioned in in that comment as well, like the importance of the scope, the importance of 48 hours and all this stuff. I my my whole point with this whole argument was like that not, not the entire point, but a big part of it to me was like. I think I, I said from the beginning, I felt like anybody that is in favor of scopes and more scope rules is somebody that's out of touch and not as, and doesn't know and never has been in the shoes of an agent. And that shows it's a the other, person. The other a, point I think you should mention too is selling multiple applications in a house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that you had a, a great you had a great point to that as well, because that was another thing in this comment that came up. Yeah, a comment came up and said agents were selling multiple policies in the house and that's such a bad thing and blah, 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 blah. I mean, last I checked, 48 hours, no 48 hours, you can sell as many health products as you want in the same house. So like, yes, you can't sell life, can't sell annuities, things like that. But like your hospital, scope, hospital indemnity plan, your dental, scope rule, vision hearing. Your, yeah, exactly. You know? your, your scope yeah. rule doesn't stop me from going into a house selling an MA, selling a cancer plan, a HIP plan, a DVH plan, all at once. You could sell eight policies to a couple yeah. on one and, yeah, on one appointment. So like my my whole point, and I'm not trying to throw stones or anything like that, but I was like, I think there's two mindsets. I think there's the mindset of someone that studies and knows book knowledge. Um, and I think there's somebody that's been out in the field and in real life situations thousands and thousands of well, that's, times but but it's also proof to me that the comment was slanted in a way to try to be as defamatory as possible yeah, because when you have a sentence that says something like you know these rules are in place you can't sell more than one you know if if these rules weren't in place you'd slam 10 policies every appointment on a scene it's like well technically you could still write <laughs> eight policies yeah, you it's know, just if like it's all health related. Like it's just like you know, I mean, 
that that comment in and of itself, I was like, that's a message that if a brand new agent saw that, they'd be like, oh, I can't sell anything in the house. Right. I'm like, no, no, like don't over-regulate yourself. Don't, don't, right. don't, don't give yourself rules that don't even exist. And that's what last... I'm, that, I'm, I'm very much against that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a whole thing too. I just told an agent yesterday, I said, you know, don't, don't do the whole compliance paralysis thing. Don't do the whole thing where like, you're not even selling because you're so scared of compliance. I'm like, as long as you're doing what's best for the Medicare beneficiary at the end of the day, um, you really don't have anything to worry about. I still yes. stand by that today. Um, but the last thing I'm going to bring up from this comment that um, was really, this was my number one issue, my stance, my, my hard stance that I took in the last episode with Nahu Nabip um, was that I didn't feel like it was being communicated very well. When they're talking about, you know, how they're trying to help the rule changes and all the sort you know, all the stuff that they're doing behind the scenes with like the, the legislative work. Um, if it is happening, which I wasn't saying that it wasn't, I just didn't feel like it was being communicated efficiently or correctly. And the, and the comment said, well, you know, they're sending out a magazine or a mailer every month that was talking about what they're doing. And the only thing I could think about when I when I saw that comment, I'm like, you know, Sears was built on magazine. They they sold stuff through magazine sales, right? And Sears is actually completely out of business today after being alive for a hundred years because nobody reads magazines anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like yes. so maybe, maybe the, the communication style is I think, honestly, in my opinion, that just proved my point that much more. Nobody wants to sit around and read a magazine anymore. That's not how we get our news. That's not how we digest information. So I think um, it, it just goes to show that they need to do a better job of communicating to the agents what is going on and how they are trying to make positive changes for them. But I, I don't know if I, there was anything you wanted to say about that. Yeah, I, I saw I saw another response. I don't think it was in this response, but it was from somebody else that said um, something along the lines of, "They sent that they send out emails constantly about this stuff." I get them. I didn't see that. Um, I'm I'm on the emails chains, you know, and so I didn't see anything in particular like we're meeting with them this day, this time to to reopen this issue. Right. Um, and and if if that if that email did hit my email bot my, my email account and I just deleted it, then I'll I'm happy to own that. Um, but I don't recall seeing that. And I think what 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 Glenn said hit it right on the head. Like, don't communicate. Don't 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 go the blockbuster route of communication. Yeah. Be Netflix. Um. And find out how people are actually absorbing communication these days and get it out. Like they put out, you know, I th I felt like it moved around everywhere when they first were meeting about with CMS about th these issues. And then I didn't see it communicated the same way, right? Like it was podcasts, articles, like moving into the, moving across the forums, everything. Um, what about, what about <laughs> the event? You went to several events last year. What did you feel like there was a lot of, Nahu Nabip representation at these events? No, I mean virtually none. Um, well, you don't want to go where the agents are. That wouldn't make sense. I know? mean, they, if they were a sponsor, like I noticed AHIP being a sponsor before them at some events. What about like the Medicarians? 
I mean, I didn't I, go to the Medicareans. I didn't go so. either. So I, I can't, I can't speak for that. Um, but Medicare, I mean, Medicareans last year had a hundred agents. We had more agents yeah. at the summit than they did. Right. So that, I mean, if they're going there, why there's no agents there. Um, no offense. Uh, to yeah. I, I just think, I think they could do a better if they are doing a ton of work, which I'm, again, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying they aren't I'm not disagreeing with that point. I just don't think it's being communicated effectively. I, I still stand by that even after everything that happened and the comments that we received, the messages we received, I still can, think that they could do a better job communicating. Can, can you touch on one more point that was yeah. mentioned in the comment? Yeah. And the whole, why don't you get involved with your legislator, le legislation comment? Um, I don't remember exactly the words that were used. <laughs> I could try pull I the I was reading from a screenshot. You know so, what I'm talking and, about, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we don't probably even need the exact words, but that was communicated in so many words. You know, like why don't you get involved with your legislation? I'm running a business. Um I could see how someone that isn't busy has time for that. I felt like that comment right there was just like, man, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of the organization, right? Because not every single agent can go march on Congress, right? Right. So that's the whole point of NABIT is to represent the agents that can't participate, that I, they don't have the means. I pay my yearly fee for that, I thought. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I pay my year. I, I support them for that, I thought. Um, right. I, I speak at their events. I promote their events. I encourage agents to sign up for memberships for that. I thought, um, I did not think that that involved me doing all of that. And in addition to that, I'm running for office somewhere. <laughs> um, I, I just don't, I, I, I am probably the, one of the busiest people I know right. in my life. Um, that comment to me was like, give me a, it just was kind of like, give me a break, you know? Um, and someone that has time to do that, it just, I, I can't even fathom that, you know? Um, but anyway, I, I just wanted to address that last part that, of that. that. I mean, that is an interesting point too. Like if you're, if you're trying to run your business, if you're an agency owner, and then you're also spending a huge chunk of your time trying to get involved on the legislative stuff on a week to week. I don't, I don't think that's a, a feasible ask of everybody. It, it, it really isn't. Again, yeah. that's kind of a slanted comment to try to, you know, uh, may, trying to inflict as much damage as possible with with, with a, yeah. a sentence. You know, I mean, so I want to I want to kind of circle back a second. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the comment that was posted that kind of triggered the whole avalanche. Right. My, I will say publicly, and I already have, but I'll say it one more time. My response and my way of going about it was wrong, but my disagreement and my points that I made, I do not believe were wrong. And and it, and and I, I felt like it got kind of in a weird territory to where it's like, you're only disagreeing with this person because they're a woman it, and well, like that, that was trying to be painted i wanted to just quickly touch on that um 
because it was almost like it didn't matter what my points were. It mattered that I was the big bad man oppressing a woman, even it has nothing to do with that for me. Nothing like that ever has anything to do with that for me. I feel like anytime in that camp, it's almost like this feminist, like if you disagree with somebody it's and they're a woman, you should just agree and celebrate their opinion, even if you think they're wrong. And I don't, I don't live my life that way. I believe in equality. And I believe that, um, I believe that if, if we should all be treated equal, we should be able to disagree equally. Um, and it shouldn't be a gender conversation. It shouldn't be about that. Um, there, been... I think that there was a lot of people picking sides that went on, whether it was, you know, I like Christian more than this person or vice versa, or he's a boy, she's a girl, or I like Nahu or I hate Nahu. And I think, I think the overall, the, the overarching message of, again, what are these compliance points that are happening? Why are they happening? Can we change them? Like, felt like it all got lost in, in the conversation because it, people were picking sides, just like you said, like a religious conversation, like a yeah. political conversation. It's like, I mean, honestly, let's, you want to talk about politics? I don't even feel like the issues ever get discussed anymore. It used to be that we actually discussed the issues, but now it's just Republicans did this, Democrats did this. Right. You like, know, I'm blue, you're red. And it's like no one even cares about what the issues are anymore. And that's kind of what I feel like this whole thing blew up to be. Right. 100%. It, like, it was, I'm picking it, an issue, I'm it, picking a side. That's, it changed. It. it. The narrative changed from what we were actually talking about to like, you know, men oppressing women in the insurance industry. I'm like, where did that come from? Like, that is such a crazy um, thing to me. And it kind of, you know, th this individual in particular has tried to paint me as a, a, a narrative, as me as a, you know, someone that doesn't like women. My wife doesn't appreciate that, feels stronger about all this than I do. Um, she's just like, you know, she's like, she doesn't, this person doesn't know you, doesn't know that, you know, you live in a house of all women, My, I, <laughs> that you have an, a business of uh, all women, that's 100% employee women, no men. I'm the only one. <laughs> we have 300 contracted agents. 75% of them are women. Have great relationships with all of them. Have great relationships with all my employees. Have great relationships at home. Um, I say 80% of my day-to-day -day conversations are with women for some reason. I don't know. It's not planned that way. It just is what it is. But like, just because I don't like somebody or they don't like me or we disagree about something, I think pulling the gender card into it is so cheap. And I think it's just, you have nothing else. You know, you have nothing else. You can't win with substance. So you have to, you have to, you know, go for defamatory, you know, like victim arguments. And I, I think that's disgusting. I just really have a problem with that. Um, and that just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I'd say if I were to kind of share some of my final thoughts on, I think this whole scenario is that we do get back to Again, it's just why are we fighting each other 
when we should be working together to fight the common enemy here, which is overreaching regulation that almost every agent would agree that some part of this, you might, we might disagree on which parts, but there's going to be parts of what CMS is changing with the rules that I think all of us will be in agreement on that we can work together on. Let's stay focused on the real issues at hand. Guys. Let's, let's stay focused on how can we help more Medicare beneficiaries? How can we make sure that the rules don't get to a point that independent agents are being strangled out of the business? Like we talked about being a possibility and, and how can we make it? So an organization like Nahu and Nabip, I want them to succeed. Mm. I want them yep. to kick ass. I, I want to be their biggest fan. I'm not there right now. And if it's literally just a communication thing or I'm not looking in the right area, then yeah, let's, let's figure that out. Let's, let's get the right information out there. So, and I and, think this um, was a good part too, though. This was, yeah, I think it was great. Um, yeah. If it causes another explosion, then so be it. <laughs> um, for some of the lines of conversation that tr transpired, um, my final thoughts is I'm still paying my three, 400 a year for NABIP. <laughs> I'm not canceling it. I'm paying. I will be supportive in any way possible. Um, no bad feelings. I want them to be successful. I want to see them do great for us as agents. Um, I feel like I, 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 for one, as a Medicare agent would like to see more Medicare emphasis. I think there's a lot of conversation that goes on for group agents, not that they don't matter. They do matter, but I just feel like we're the redheaded stepchild at times, um, when I have been in attendance and things like that. So I'd love to see some more Medicare focus. I think that would help certainly. Um, yeah. and yeah, I'm in support of, I'm in support of the organization, I will still pay my three, $400 when it comes due. And I get the email that says time to get time to renew time to renew Christian. Yep. And it's like, remember us? I'll be like, I, I remember you f fondly and I will pay <laughs> and all love. So that is yeah. my final thoughts. I love it. Well, maybe we'll have a part three, you guys, if you feel like there's something we discussed in this video that you have questions about concerns about maybe you're a nahu nabip loyalist and you want to pull your daggers and weapons out and continue the battle maybe you feel underrepresented as an independent agent as a broker as a medicare agent or you don't feel like your voice is being heard by an organization like nabip or nahu i think this is an important discussion that we need to continue having so there i'm sure there will be a part three or at least this topic will evolve and continue to be discussed between Christian and myself here on Taco Tuesday, but comment below. Let us know what you think and let's continue the conversation in the comments. Let's do it guys. Um, thanks for watching five stars where we're on the platforms that allow it. Subscribe, comment. You guys know the drill. Um, we'll see you next time. TT out. <laughs>